DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Weekend of college football in the rearview mirror. All the local teams winning. And what did you call it last night, PK? Oh, it was a uh, TV sportscaster's dream. Fact. (laughs) (laughs) Positive, positive, and more positive. Yeah, absolutely. So so BYU wins, and, uh, you know, Utah State's got the blowout, and obviously the Utes had won earlier in the day, and Weber State had taken control of their game. (laughs) And one of the producers turns to me, Matt, he's like, you realize a lot of people are going to be watching with all this winning. I'm like, yeah, I realize. And sure enough, see the ratings the next day. Huge. Everybody loves a winner. Yeah, Cougar, man, we just underlined that this weekend. The Cougars were a winner, man. Right now, Cougar fans, are you not loving this team? Or are you still thinking, ah, oh, well, hey, come on, man. Uh, I think there's a lot of that. No, nah, I jump aboard. You, in this situation, you're, you're battling uphill. You got screwed. Man, you got stuff that was transpired against you a few years back, nine years ago, through no fault of your own. And you're trying to survive in a world where only Notre Dame has really been able to do this. And so your guys to the north there, they got fortunate. They got a huge break, and everything changed for them. Good on them. You know, hey, I'm the first guy to say, man, I'm awesome. it's awesome that the Utes are in the Pac-12. Everybody knows I've been a Pac-10 guy my whole life. I'm not going to argue that. I'm a Pac-10 homer. I mean, that's a fact. And to be able to, to go cover a game at SC next week, I mean, I'm on top of the world. This is, this is like a midlife crisis, and I didn't have to cheat on my wife <laughs> when they joined this conference. You know what I mean? This is just awesome. But So that's why you got to celebrate the little things for the Cougars. And you beat a Tennessee team that isn't on top, but you came back in the way you did, and you're scheduling those guys. You know, I just had a very recent, recent communication with Tom Homo and I said hey I get it Tom you're in a difficult spot you made that comment at education week you can go wait uh, schedule 10 wins but what's that going to get you that's not going to get you jack you have to schedule these big name teams in order to get recruits excited and you look at it I did a thing I was talking to you off the air Uh, I, I went back and I looked from 1990 on I don't have it in front of me but I counted all the power five programs that BYU played from 1990 through 2018 and I put TCU and Utah Power 5 from 2011 on. They played TCU once, and then they've played uh, Utah every year except once, obviously. And with that in mind, the record against Power 5 teams, it, I'm not exactly because I don't have it in front of me, but I'm really sure I'm close to it. It's like 38 and 66 in one tie. I think they tied, uh, was it Iowa? Iowa in a bowl Iowa game? Iowa in a holiday bowl. Yeah. Detmer Senior uh, Year. Right. It was his last game. So... You're not expected to beat all these great teams, these big-name teams. You've never, ever, ever done it. But you're also not expected to lose to them. I think the only time you did it uh, in, in any numbers, you know, maybe you went 0 for 1 a time or two, was two years ago when you sucked. You had the worst program ever. I think you went 0 and 5. whoop de doo you were garbage that year. You got rid of that. And now you're making a comeback. The idea of them storming through these teams, it's never going to happen. It never did happen before. Yeah, they can storm through the New Mexicos of the world. Yeah, that's no problem. But do you want Tom to schedule those teams week after week so you can have an inflated victory total? And what kids are going to go? Well, let's see. I can go to Utah. I can go to Oregon. I can go wherever. And you want me to play New Mexico when I could be playing uh, Washington State, Washington, and SC, and blah, 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 and Stanford? I mean, this is a no-brainer. 
no-brainer. Tom has to do what he's doing. And then you just got to hope that the, these guys can get better. And Kalani's job is supposed to be on the line. Come on, man. Who are you going to get? Who else is out there? You got a Weber coach, and then there's a coach at Utah. And I know you don't think that he would be interested, but nevertheless, that's not true. So you're just kind of rearranging the deck chair. Stay here with Kalani. Support him. See what he can come up with. And find a way to get to eight wins. You get to eight wins with this type of schedule. Uh, that's that's where you are as a program. So embrace that. What's wrong with that? You're not paying the kind of money that these other teams are paying, these other schools are paying. So what do you expect? And you got limitations, obviously, in your recruiting. Celebrate the wins. Cougar fans, how you hanging on? Where are you, man? If I'm a Cougar fan today, which I am, I would be thoroughly pumped up. And they were Saturday night. You see Kalani throw down the headphones. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah. I, I- the point of letting the celebration <laughs> go long enough so we could see that. Yeah. Him just taking him, just grabbing out his ear and just throwing him. I'm like, man, they better not review that and decide he was down and there was some whistle somewhere we couldn't hear at the one-yard line. You might need those again. <laughs> he didn't, <laughs> Someone find the headphones I just threw. They're making a snap well, you just one. take some grad assistance ones. Yeah. He legitimately <laughs> is in a walking boot because he injured his ankle celebrating. Right. And he hurt the ankle. He talked about it. That Good, good on him, man. That's what it's going to take. That's the new day that BYU finds itself in. It's a new life. It's a new era. And so you got to go crazy. But, I don't care if Tennessee loses every freaking game. I don't give a crap. Go crazy. It's, uh, you know, to, on, on your point in your math, we can look those numbers up and break them all down by errors and blah, blah, blah. But look at the Cotton Bowl team. 14-1, and one, one of the most revered teams, right? And, you know, the late 70s and early 80s were a different deal for multiple reasons. This is, you know, the 90s is a little more, it's still not a good, a perfect fit, but it's a better fit for what they're going up against now. They were 2-1 and one against Power 5 teams that year. And both wins took fourth quarter comebacks against the 6-6 six and six A&M team and against a team that was a ranked team in K-State. That was a legit good team. And then Washington, they, they went up there and they got beat by a pretty good Washington team. So that's a big year. That's a great year when you're loaded with talent and a senior quarterback and they had two NFL tight ends. And they went 2-1 and one against the Power Five. And they had a and, center, too. And had to squeak Man, out both of those. See the way he would hike that ball back in that day? <laughs> that center? Are you kidding me? What are you doing here, PK? He was good. I think he played in the NFL. Wasn't it Larry Moore? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, well, you putting up NFL hiked, guys. The way he hiked He was an ball. NFL center. That's a good thing to have. It is. More NFL offensive line. I think they got one now in MP. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. He's just a sophomore. Uh, so we'll see how that develops. But, yeah, if I'm the Cougars, get on, my, get on our app. I want to hear you celebrate akin to the way Kalani celebrated. Wasn't that awesome to see? The, the way he went skyward, the vertical, the hops he has, the belly bump. Yeah. He was a rock-solid 16 to 18 inches in the air. And you fans, aren't you feeling happy for Kalani? He gave you 10 good years. Come on. Are you that cold-hearted? Are you a cold-hearted you-know-what that you cannot feel good for him? Your program has superseded them. As I said on TV last night, you've won nine in a row. I don't care if you won all nine by one point. You are the dominant program compared to the two. So can't you just relax in your hatred a little bit and recognize one of your own? Had success? Well, there are people who will never let it go, so no. But there are people who actually were on Twitter and on our Facebook page saying, I'm a Ute. That was pretty entertaining. Yeah, those that people are jerks. You know that? Yeah, They're I, just absolute jerks. They, they really are. You're and right. I'm glad they don't live in my neighborhood I think they because do. I'd get a petition to get them out. Snag. Sandy Neighbors against 
Grubby Ute fans. Right. <laughs> that's uh, Sandy Neighbors Against Gangs. That's group gr- that- Snagoo. <laughs> Snagoo, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know that story, when PK moved to town and was still unpa- unpacking boxes his first day in Utah, the knock came on the door. Yes, I'm with Snag, Sandy Neighbors Against Gangs. We're tired of all these Californians moving in and bringing their problems with them. Oh, you're moving in. Where are you from? California. Right. Awkward right from the get-go, PK. How beautiful is that? And I am not a problem in the neighborhood. I'm a beacon. I'm a light. Sweet. I put out the aura. I say, hey, you don't bother me. I don't don't bother bother you. you. (laughs) So you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. I want to talk to you. I'll wave to you as I'm driving down the street, but I'm not much for conversing here. (laughs) That's not who I am. So... Um, Cougars, a thrilling victory. You need to celebrate every one of them. Yeah. Utah's in a better situation. That's just the way it is. Deal with it. It's not changing anytime soon. I wish the Big 12 would pull their head out and invite them. And, but until or if that happens, this is what you got. So you got to make the best of what you have here. And you're an underdog now. Man, you're an underdog in that game, literally. You're an underdog overall. When you look about it, when you think about it. So that's what makes these wins even sweeter. Because you're not supposed to win. Everybody, and I was right there. I'm at the front of the line. They lose this game. They're going 0-4. They're doomed. Forget it. If they lose the game, yes. If they lost Saturday. Right. But I thought all along they had a chance. One, because I thought they could run the ball because Tennessee's run defense was terrible. And two, if they could just put Tennessee in a tough spot... Man, Tennessee, they were 6-15, and 15, now 6-16. Six six and and what the hell do you know, though? You told They're, me Stanford's defense was good. Didn't he yuck? Didn't he spend all last week hey, telling me Stanford's defense was good? Predictions are what they are. <laughs> nobody gets did, them though. all. You kind of did. I did. No, I, I'll totally own it. I completely did, and it's why I was but, stunned that a freshman to, quarterback yeah, broke for 370. Exactly. To back you up, DJ, and USC lived up to their billing, like the talent level they have they, in that game. They surpassed it. Surpassed it? They surpassed it? Yes. So the here was what they were, and they went above that is what you're telling me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't think even the most hardcore U- USC fan thought they were going to go out, hang 45 on Stanford, and score six of the last seven times they had the ball. And I'm giving them a break. It was six of eight, but they were kneeling down at the end, so that doesn't count. And Slovis looked like the seven. best quarterback they've ever had. Seriously. In terms of throwing. Sam Darnold was awesome. Sammy D. Sam Darnold didn't have game one like that. His first start was at the, the U, and they lost. And he threw. What did he, how many picks did he throw? Well, I know they. they I think they fumbled the first three possessions. Oh, they fumbled. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think there were picks, uh, if I remember correctly. But I have to double check that. Yeah, that was spectacular. Yeah, but no, but I think Tennessee. You know, they had doubt in their mind, and once BYU put them under a little bit of pressure. You started to see that. Yeah, well, that was at uh, 59 minutes to go. <laughs> I, I actually thought it started <laughs> in the passing go. game with the pick because I thought the passing game, Tennessee's passing game was pretty good in the first half. They were throwing the ball pretty well. They threw that pick right out of the gate in the third quarter, and they didn't throw the ball very well at all after that. They, they, a, right. they didn't throw it a lot, and B, they didn't throw it very efficiently when they did. But they were still getting the job done defensively. Oh, yeah, yeah, the defense did. But then that cornerback spun like a top chasing Micah Simon down the field. He got completely lost. I don't understand it. There's things. That's what I ask Gary Anderson. That's the beauty of college football is the surprise element is way more frequent in the college game than it is in the pro game. And so you just don't know. And it looked like when BYU punted, I'm wondering, did they even get the ball back? Because they had visions of a nine-minute drive right. down the week before, down in Provo. And I'm thinking, are they going to get the ball back? They get the ball back, 
and then boom, they send Simon deep. He makes the play. Zach puts it right out on the money. Mama Wilson can finally breathe again. <laughs> she was dying over there. Yeah, she's going to age about 40 years in these next two. That's how it's going to work. She's going to be living dog years from here on out. It's just a football game. I mean, come on. Back That's off her a baby. <laughs> That's her baby. We've got three more to go, too. Uh-oh. So, so, you try, you compete. If you win, great. If you don't, you, you try to compete harder the next week and do what you can. But he got it done. And I think it was kind of his coming-of-age moment, and that should provide him with a ton of confidence. I don't think they're going to beat SC, but we'll see how it happens, and then we'll make judgments and evaluations for the following week against Washington. But they got something here. They got something to be excited. That stadium on Saturday better be jammed to the max. 130 ABC. You can't buy that publicity. You wouldn't get that type of publicity if you were in the Mountain West or the AAC or whatever. And here you got it, and you got a great opportunity. And for the Cougars, it may not last long. I understand all that. That's why you have to celebrate it harder in the moment than you normally would than, say, if Utah did that. You have to you really have to play it up, and you have to build on that, and you have to just roll around in the mud on it and enjoy it to the utmost because you're an underdog now. The odds are stacked against you, and you make a play like that, and all the BYU folks and the, their TV and their radio, they're, so, and they're all hardcore Cougar fans, so they're going nuts. I understand all that, and I would too if I was in their positions. I'd be going nuts too because you're, you're now the ultimate underdog in so many ways. This is a new world in which BYU football lives in. And they're trying to survive. And it's hard. I went nuts, and I'm not bought in. I didn't go there. I mean, Greg Rubel is a Cougar alum. It's different when it's your school, right? Of course. But watching that game, we watch a lot of sports. And some of the games just aren't entertaining. But we watch them so we can talk about them the next day anyway. But that game, that game was entertaining. And that finish was fantastic. And how about I mean, that we, run? There, there were multiple people yelling in the Channel 2 newsroom who did not go to BYU and don't root for them. That game was great. It was so entertaining. Did you ever see uh, Tyson Williams? I mean, get on my back, boys. I'm going to yeah. take you into the end zone. Yep. Loved it. Just get in the rugby scrum and just push and push and push. Yeah. I thought the run before that was really good, and no one will talk about that. But he was looking for a crease, dodging Darton, and then saw it and just went for it. You know, got him seven yards on first down, so that set up a great situation for their play calling. Well, plus Grimes' call, the reverse on the first play. Yeah, because they that went to uh, uh, Hefo, wasn't Hefo, it? Hefo, yeah, there yeah. you go. Hefo, Hefo picked yeah. up 13 on that. Yeah, yeah. the 12-yard line, yeah. Right, yeah. so the, that, that takes the pressure off. Everybody went right, and he went left. Because now you know you're automatically you're in chip, chip shot, shot field, field goal range. range. So you're right. going to get points. So now we're going yeah. to run Tyson right at you, and he gets you seven. Right. And, to go with power football against an SEC team, man, that was sweet. I wonder, it'd be interesting to talk to all the, all the uh, coaches and see how many recruits they texted who are watching that. Because all the exposure stuff, we all get tired of hearing about that and talking about it. We've beaten that drum forever. But the fact is, they are trying to recruit all over the place, and that was the 5 o'clock game on ESPN, which is 7 o'clock uh, back east. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's the 7 o'clock Eastern time, yeah. 5 o'clock Mountain. Would you get on board with oh, BYU? I'll try. Jeez. So there had to be a lot of high school kids, a lot of sophomores, juniors, and seniors out there, multiple recruiting classes, watching that, getting excited. Totally. So how far can they ride that? That was you. That could be you in two, in two or six years. 
<laughs> depending, I guess, the sophomore who's well, going to go on a mission. I, I, I mean, actually, it'd be a while. Yeah, and I actually think, though, you hit the grad transfer market. I said that on television last night. Absolutely. This is the way to go. Get somebody who uh, isn't quite getting what he wants and come here. You know, you don't you, you don't have to be LDS and you only have to hang out for a few months. Basically, anybody can do that. Come on. Well, it was a grad transfer, yeah. literally yeah. six. I mean, yeah. on, we can get into this another time, but online courses, we can talk with some of the coaches we have on, and Gary Anderson, we can ask him about this. Online courses are changing the way the guys are doing this. Kyle was talking about how all the guys, the Hallandale guys from Florida, all three of them are going to graduate in December. Mm-hmm. You, they do the online courses. They get done then, so if you want to go pro, you can go work out, and you know your agent can put you wherever to work with whoever to get you ready for the draft. You can be done with school. I mean, there's a whole different strategy to it now and and you're right a grad transfer can come in already have his degree and he's going to be more mature just by definition right right so he can handle the rules yep. i mean it's not that long come on he's not signing up for four years he's signing up for four months right i mean i couldn't handle the rules for four years i mean i mean me i mean come on <laughs> and, and, and the things you're that a I, devil baby well the stuff that i present they couldn't handle the rules it would be too tempting for them with me. But here in this situation, <laughs> wow. you don't have to do that. So they Yuck. need to explore that more. Yuck, what's wrong with me? How come I didn't get that right away? <laughs> I don't know. Yours, it must be. I was slow. It's a I Monday, mean, I just Monday morning, guilty. man. I would, yeah, see, that's what it is. Not enough sleep. That's probably it. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big, 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 big show. show. Big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? He writes for the Deseret News. He is Jay Drew with us. Yeah, I've answered your question. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few little changes like that. Dirk, you are the best. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game Jay. tomorrow. Oh, Jay, excuse me. <laughs> I apologize, Jay. Oh, no problem. Have a good night. I'm looking at our schedule. Dirk's son, Austin, is now a member of our staff. Anyway, that was embarrassing. I can't do multiple things at once. Who is the best, Dirk or Jay? Because you said... Dirk, you are the best. But I but meant it was Jay, Jay, you are the best. Can't be both, Dirk. Dirk is also the best. Oh, okay. Boyd is no longer the worst, Austin. You are the worst. Take us to break, Gordon. I've had a bad segment. Yeah, we'll talk with uh, Dirk Facer coming up next right here on The Big Show. Turn this up. Catch The Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're broadcasting live from Hidden Valley Country Club this morning. It's Gail Miller's Utah Leadership Cup for student scholarships, raising money for Salt Lake Community College. And we're joined now by Denise Huftelin, the president of Salt Lake Community College. Denise, good morning. Good morning. It's fabulous to be with you. So, what is new <laughs> at Salt Lake Community College? Because we talk to you once a year, and it seems like there's always something new. Oh, there's always something new. Well, we just started a brand new fall semester with our new students jumping in, and that's always fun to get it kicked off and see all those new faces. So, um, we are actually in the middle of a very important curricular kind of revision where we're getting students into areas of study faster. What we're finding with students in this generation is they need they need a little bit more structure. They need some help choosing their major early on so they can complete faster. So we're in a big curricular restructure, and hopefully that's going to help our students complete faster. You know, when we think of college, we think of 17 and 18-year-olds. Yeah. But does Salt Lake Community serve beyond that? Yeah, so our average age is 26, and we still have a huge 18, 19 population. They, we have students coming from high school. 
but the, a lot of our students are coming back at 22, 23, 24. They've, they've gone off, they found a job, and then they realize, uh-oh, I need, I need a little bit more education, so they come back to us. La- two years ago, our graduating class, the youngest was 16, and the oldest was 82. 82? Yeah. So we get a <laughs> lovely range. And you know what? That generational conversation happening in the classroom is learning in and of itself, right? Because they just bring such different perspectives to the table. It's cool. It's nice diversity in that way. So how many students are you up to? Because it's 11 campuses now. Yeah. You can drive around the valley and see there's Salt Lake Community College. And yeah. there's Salt Lake Community College. you got the South High Campus. you got the, uh, I think a lot of jazz fans used to go out to the Summer League. Uh, yep. The Taylorsville Campus, yep. which I think of as the main campus. But if you're on the freeway driving in Sandy, you'll see right off the freeway, you'll see your campus there. The Miller Campus, yeah. right? That was a gift from the Millers. Um, and we have, so we have 11 sites total. The three largest campuses, Jordan is our health science campus out on Bangor and 90th, then the Old South High, as you referred to it, and then our Taylorsville Redwood. Those are the three big, largest campuses. But we have campuses in West Valley. We opened a few years ago, which is a really strong, strong enrollment for us. We have a brand new facility in West Point out by the airport, which is our career and technical education kind of focused uh, buildings. So the thing with community colleges that makes us successful Um, and accessible is we're not just financially accessible, but we're physically accessible, right? We're in your community and you can see yourself stepping into higher education, especially for communities where there's a lot of first generation students. They don't have experience going to a big university. That's intimidating. We find that if we can be in the neighborhood and be kind of an early access point, we can launch them into different campuses later on and have that experience be really a, a successful one for them. Yeah, the fundraising for Salt Lake Community is so crucial because you look at other cities our size, and I grew up in the Phoenix area. Well, there is multiple junior colleges in the valley there. Right. Here, you're all we got. Yeah, it's a, it's sometimes it's frustration for us, I, I'll tell you, because a community college is really, that system, kind of system, is dedicated to open access and affordable small classes, just as I just said. It, it kind of takes the fear out of going to higher ed, which is really important. And over the years, many of our sister institutions have migrated to universities. They still do a community college function, but I worry that students still feel a little bit less you know, inspired to go there because they're nervous. So you're right. Phoenix, Florida, California, Texas, all have really strong community colleges in Salt Lake. In Utah, really, Salt Lake Community College is the the only comprehensive community college. So DJ, you asked about our enrollment. We're a little under, we're about 28,000 students in the credit side this year and almost that same amount in our non-credit. So we do a ton of small business training. Industry brings us their incumbent workers, and we do training for them. That's clear another 30,000. So total, when you hear that 60,000 figure on our ads, that's what we're t- that's who we're counting. So uh, earlier this morning, you know, PK and I have uh, different ways of saying the same thing. Earlier this morning, PK was talking about he likes this because the community college experience, it's real. Yep. You know, it's really close to the ground. It's people, the quote-unquote average person improving themselves. Right. And, uh, you know, and then I look at stuff from, you know, the money perspective, and that just cracks <laughs> PK up. Yeah, you know, I'm like everybody else. I don't particularly want to pay more taxes. 
But when I pay them, I want to know like there's there's value. Right. Right. And the, the thought that someone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, wherever they are in life, 82, right? Yep. That it's like, okay, my industry's changing. I need to do something different. I need to get in another field and make an extra 20 grand because the way life is going. And that this is a chance for someone to plug back in and do that. Yeah. And, you know, they're... There are people who, for whatever is going on in their life, you know, they're on the fence and they can go one way and you end up, you know, consuming social services that we all pay for. Right. But you have a good experience at Solid Community College, you go a different way and it can really change your life for the positive. Oh, Which absolutely. I think is what PK is getting at when he says it's real. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think that's part. So I, I joined the college 27 years ago and I literally thought I'd be there three years and then I'd move because my experience had been at universities. And the students get under your skin because you see, you literally see the transformation of generational lives, right? First generation students that are finally getting it, coming to get a degree, earning the certificate, and then walking across that stage. And then we've had moms and dads whose kids have been successful with us decide, I'm coming back. I'm going to retrain and re-up my skills. And you're right. We are real. We want to be the most affordable. We're second lowest tuition in the state. We have a huge program around open education resources, which means we've taken the cost of book, books off the table for students. Because sometimes students would pay tuition and then go into the bookstore and just be like, I'm out. I can't, I can't pay 200 bucks for a chemistry book. So now we have almost all of our general education courses, which everybody has to take to get a degree. Most of those courses have an open education resource option, meaning no textbook costs. You could do it all online in public domain textbooks. That's significant. We've, we've saved students $9 million in textbook costs over the last seven years. And that's a big chunk of money to be able to not just have affordable tuition, but lower course fees, lower the textbook costs, give free transportation to our students who need to use bus and tracks. So there's all these other costs associated with higher ed that we are really, really attentive to. What's this golf tournament do? It's huge for us. So it's a big scholarship opportunity for us. We are in the midst of a $40 million campaign, and we need more scholarship dollars than ever before. Scholarship dollars for us, over more than half of our students rely on some kind of aid. And we need folks who can help a student, you know, with either, we have some emergency financial aid, my tire blew out and I can't get to campus anymore, or I'm, I have no, I'm hungry. We have food pantries now at, at four of our sites. So scholarships really help take the sting out of that tuition cost for students. You know, our students are working hard. They're working full time and they're coming to school. Nobody's just waiting for a handout and saying, I want your scholarship and, you know, I'm not putting in any effort. Our students are remarkably resilient and they're working full time jobs. Over 80% are working while they're coming to college. They have families, they have mortgages, and they're trying to better their lives. So scholarships make a, a significant difference for us. And this tournament, Gail Miller and Clint Ensign, our former board chair, I cannot thank the Miller family enough for this sponsorship because they bring out we have over 50 teams playing today it's a huge scholarship fundraiser for us we have our student athletes all out on the court and course and our student leaders talking with folks and thanking them for the scholarships and it's just a big deal for salt lake community college a scholarship goes a long way at salt lake community college so there's, um, and this is confusing for people to negotiate, there's different pots of money that as a student you can access. Yes. But you've talked before about FAFSA, which is an acronym that I don't even want to get into. I'll yes. mess it up. But yes. they can ask people who are interested in going to school and listen. 
this and think they can't afford it. There's FAFSA some money going unclaimed. Yes. A pretty big pot of it going yes. unclaimed. Over $30 million federal money that is not, you do not have to repay goes left on the table. So we started the SLCC promise. That's that's the Utah. That's That's just for Utah. So there's a FAFSA, free application for federal student aid. Put that in your little brain, okay? (laughs) I'll try to remember Um, that. Students get intimidated by the FAFSA. It's a long bureaucratic government form. And so they think, I'm not going to fill that thing out. And what happens when you don't fill it out is you don't find out that you're, you're eligible for free Pell Grant money or even subsidized or unsubsidized loans. Sometimes, in the right circumstance, a loan to get through school and be finished is a better deal for you because you're going to go out in the marketplace and you're going to start earning, right? So we, are, we did the SLCC Promise four years ago. We launched it. And But it says, you fill out the FAFSA, if you qualify for Pell, if it doesn't cover the full cost of being a full-time student, we'll match, we'll fill the gap with scholarship money. So you can come to Salt Lake Community College totally free if you are a Pell-eligible student, meaning low income. But you have to fill out the FAFSA. And you know what? We'll help you do it. We, have, we take our students out and we sit down with people and we say to mom and dad, bring your tax forms, we'll help you. But it's an intimidating process, um, and the more we can get folks to fill that out and take that seriously, the better off Utah will be because we'll have federal f- dollars flowing in that students don't have to pay back. The student loan crisis that you hear so much about, national, the national narrative, it's a, it's a big deal. But students are not walking out of Salt Lake Community College with big debt. It's just not the case. Yeah. They can start with us, and then they can transfer to another university, and they can save significant dollars. Right. So people are listening to this and uh, thinking, well, that's great, but, I, you know, I don't really have the time. Online is there to help people negotiate really busy schedules. Yes. You said you had 11 campuses across the county. What percentage of your students are, are either partially online or completely online? So we, ca- we count online as one of our sites, right? Okay. And it's the second highest enrolled site. So about this fall, I think there's 8,000 students registered for an online course. Now, the majority of our students don't take full programs online. They are supplementing, right? They're taking two classes face-to-face, and then they're grabbing a third and doing it online because they're working so hard. Um, Online is great for many students. It's not great for some students. First-time students that have never been to college, I don't recommend online. Get your Figure out how to learn and then do online later as, as you become a better learner. But a lot of our students are working, and they rely on online to finish their degree or to fill in the gaps there. We're just starting to market our criminal justice and our business programs. We have fully online now, um, and we're marketing those to, to adult learners and folks who need that option. Um, but online is a significant growth place for us. All right, Denise Huftland, she is the president at Salt Lake Community College. We're at the golf tournament here to uh, raise money for SLCC, Gail Miller's Leadership Cup. Yes. It's good to see you again. Nice to see you, too. Thanks, guys, for being with us. Thanks for I'm sorry uh, you're not golfing. This. Well, <laughs> that's the way it tends to work for us. There's, there's a lot of tournaments that start at 8 a.m., and we're yes. on the air till 10. So oh, I'm sorry. Well, we'll works. feed you lunch at least. Uh, you already you fe- wait. We already ate. Oh, yeah. okay. We're good. <laughs> A culinary school or culinary school? Culinary. Culinary school. Did you have the omelet? As a matter yeah. of fact, I did. Isn't it good? It really was. Yeah, if you want to be a chef, come to our culinary arts program. It's killer. We have one of the, oh, we have unbelievable faculty all across the col- college, yeah. but our culinary arts faculty. 
Yeah. They, they know how to cook. Yeah. The governor comes on our show occasionally, and he's talked about trying to get 66% of Utahns uh, with some type of education yep. beyond yeah. high school. Yeah. So is he working with you on that? Oh, yeah. You we're we're a huge workhorse for that goal um, because we last year we gave over 4,000 certificates or degrees. So we're, we're trying to do our part for the governor's goal. And we're, I think so far the state's on track to meet that goal. But I do worry if you're listening to this and you're thinking you don't need to come to college, that's not the case. You have got to be somewhere after high school getting a post-secondary certificate or a degree to compete in this economy. So come yeah. come see us at SLCC. Yeah. If you're not straight out of high school and you're worried about it, hey, yeah. you're an 82-year-old graduate, so yeah. it's never too late. You'll never feel bad in class. Denise, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Yeah, nice to have you guys. Thanks. Denise Huffman, she's the president of Salt Lake Community College. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. I don't think up on BYU's locker room that they have. You guys are poop. You want to bet? I actually think that that's where Utah's had a, a good edge. Now, I think that their talent yeah. is better, but they took that BYU media stuff and it was being played in the locker room. Zach Wilson saying, I'll go 3-1 and one against Utah. This is what Zach should have said. I will win one game against the University of Utah before I go to the pros after my junior year. That's what he should have said. Wow. Wow. Jeez, man. God. Oh, I, I don't know if that's any better. I don't think it's, actually, any, it's actually quite hey, a worse. Hey, like, no, hey, it's better. Hey. He's going to beat the University of Utah. Did you smoke funny cigarettes before you come in here? <laughs> Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Hey guys, this is Brian. I'm a diehard Utah fan. Uh, Nothing I like better than to beat BYU, but come on. Uh, How can you not be happy to see them beat Tennessee and see Kalani enjoy it? Time for your feedback. PK, that's the feedback you wanted right there. You want to hear if Utah fans were excited for BYU, if they're excited for Kalani, if they were pumped the way BYU was able to pull that win out of Tennessee. It should be. Kalani's one of your own, man. He gave you 10 great years, and he bled red for sure. And now nobody would uh, have any problem with taking a head coaching job. You know, In fact, you want that out of your staff. Same thing with Jay Hill. Same thing with Gary Anderson. Those guys are under the tutelage of Kyle Whittingham. The better the coaching tree, the better it's going to be for you attracting assistant, call, assistant coaches. It only makes sense. Think about it. Get beyond what's in front of your face and think deeper. And to see him celebrate like that, I felt great for the guy. The guy's under a lot of stress, under a lot of pressure. I was talking to BYU coaches in other sports about this very thing last week. And they were just, they, they, they can sympathize because they know that's the highest pro, uh, program, pro, profile program they have, obviously, as it is in most institutions. And after losing for the ninth straight time to Utah, that's not good. And looking like you were going to lose again. And then at that point, you're looking at 0-4 to get that win. I felt great for the guys. Every single one of those coaches, of course, the players. Tom Homo, I felt great for. These guys, I mean, they are up against it, man. And they're trying to do the best they can. And it's not easy. And to get that win was just gigantic. I felt great for the program. I'm older now, so I don't play this tough guy anymore. And I want to see guys who I like do well. And that was right there. 
Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State Street or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Uh, you're right about uh, other coaches rooting for him big time because they know, especially in football, not that it doesn't happen in other sports, certainly happens in men's basketball, but it happens in other sports too. You know, the, the machine just grinds you up and you got to win and you get fed curveballs you can't control and you got to foul them off anyway, just to continue the baseball analogy. Uh, and they were. Uh, they knew he's feeling just a ton of stress. Losing to Utah again, even though that's not the fairest measuring stick, it still sucks. So, with what's ahead, too. Yeah, right. Because right. they not easily, but conceivably, could be one and three. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, certainly. One and three is a distinct possibility now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the odds are out. I got to admit, I was surprised we didn't really go through the odds today. Did you see the odds on the uh, USC BYU game? I did not. I would say in the six range for the Trojans. Four. And I got to thought. I thought it'd be higher. I thought it'd be seven to ten. I just thought USC looked awesome, and the USC bandwagon yeah. will fill up again. And it's one game, and they weren't, you know, they weren't on the road. But I brought this up on TV. Yeah, yeah. This, now you're going to get a freshman with sixty-four thousand sure. people. Let's and see what. And then now you got film on him too. Stanford had Zippo on exactly, the kid. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. What does he do best? Okay, take that away. Now the thing I will say is. Man, he threw the deep ball with some nice touch and accuracy, but he also threw a lot of quick, short darts. So he may not be the easiest guy to game plan for. But you, you put coaches, especially when you have analysts looking at stuff and you got extra eyes on it, you know, they'll try to find a weakness. What kind of pass rush can you generate? Can you sit on the short routes and count on your pass rush to take away the deep routes? going to get the quarterback he's not going to have time to throw it you know they'll, they'll be mulling over a lot of stuff it doesn't mean that you know he's going to go out and throw for 377 yards every week they're figured to be some bumps along the way BYU and Utah are the next two games are they going to be able to put some of those potholes out there and give teams a roadmap on what to do with this kid well Stanford was a guinea pig yeah and now they got something problem was USC ran inside, USC ran outside, USC threw deep, USC threw short. Sometimes you're looking for something like easy to hang your hat on. I don't know if there's anything easy, but it's like you said, if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth doing, right? You shouldn't stroll to the Pac-12 South, and BYU shouldn't stroll to eight wins. You know? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Ute fans' perspective is on this game, because do you want to see, if this kid lights it up, then he goes in the next Friday on top of the world. Yep. <laughs> do you really want that? Nope. <laughs> Nope. Like a little bit of a roadmap here. Yes. Even if you don't win the game, I mean, could he not score a touchdown on six possessions out of seven? Could there be a little a little more help than that? Absolutely brilliant, yeah. So what, what do you want out of BYU and SC this week for you guys? Because if this kid lights it up again, oh, my gosh, it's going to be, okay, he's, he, he's going to be the number one pick in 2021 <laughs> or 22 whenever he comes out. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, that, a lot of intrigue just beyond the actual game on the field Saturday. And what you always say, another Arizona kid who got away, right? There's a million of them, yeah. 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 There's a reason why we're struggling to beat Cal State uh, Timbuktu. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Thanks for joining us this morning for Hidden Valley Country Club. It's Gail Miller's Utah Leadership Cup for student scholarships to benefit Salt Lake Community College. We're out of here, and Tony Austin are coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.